This is the tale thus far. Deep in the dune seas of Maya lies Mareel, the last standing city of Mashkala. This is a city of magi and mystics, thieves and cutthroats, a city where the shadows themselves watch your every move. In this place, a band of unlikely adventurers will come together to unearth ancient artifacts, hidden temples, and a plot that threatens the very fabric of reality. A plot beyond the control of the gods above and below is unfolding. In this dark time, a folk story has come to light, and the only hope for the survival of the city and all of creation may be a legendary artifact known as the Crown of Queens. Welcome back! Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the Crown of Queens. Um, this is our actual play Pathfinder podcast set in uh, the homebrew world of Maya, uh, created by me. Uh, I'm your storyteller. My name is Anton, and I'm happy to be here tonight. I'm here with my Crown of Queens party. They're all amazingly awesome folks. Uh, you will get to know them, uh, and if you know them, even uh, an iota of as well as I do, you will get learn to love them there. Truly, some of the most amazing players I've ever rolled dice with. Um, so, we are going to start tonight's adventure, where the last episode left off. I'm not 100% sure where the last episode leaves off, because our brilliant sound editor is able to uh, cut these things up into digestible-sized pieces for you. Uh, and speaking of our brilliant sound editor, uh, his name is Jim. Jim, introduce yourself. I am Jim. That was Jim. He's awesome. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that that deep belly laugh came from uh, Vanessa, uh, who is one of our amazing players and uh, who did the intro that you just listened to. Vanessa, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Vanessa. Yeah, that was Vanessa. See how well she did that? Um, that was so good. That was so good. Uh, Very professional. <laughs> some of that amazing art you've been seeing uh, for this wonderful little show of ours, which I'm umming and erring a lot of, and now just noticing because Jim brought it up the other day. So this will be fun to try to cut those out. Uh, one of the, you know, the amazing art that you are seeing comes from uh, our buddy Steve. Steve, uh, introduce yourself to the people. Hi, this is Steve. Uh, Steve, he's a fantastic artist, great player, one of the coolest people I know, and a person I've known almost my entire life not actually a joke uh my buddy my pal the closest thing i have to a sibling maddie introduce yourself bye everybody ah, no damn son it. of a bitch you're always screwing it up maddie we practiced this over and over and over again anyways uh so yeah that's uh that's the crew we're with we also have our pal asher who is not here tonight um his internet is not installed in the new place that he moved into so he's not gonna be able to make it Luckily, this is a more serialized type story, and uh, there's a way for him not to be here. So it's cool. So I'm going to get uh, the party to recap what happened or what they can remember from the last adventure, which is more than likely our giant-sized first episode that you listened to. Thanks for listening to that, by the way. Everybody at OldMagicGaming.com really appreciates it. Uh, give us feedback. Review us on iTunes. Let us know what you think. But um, the party is going to go ahead and remember, try to remember what happened last time we got together and played. I'm going to more than likely not interject because I like it when they don't know stuff. And uh, and then we're going to jump right into the game. So, guys, who wants to start and try to remember what happened last time? 
Oh, wow, it's definitely <laughs> quite it. I don't know, what are we, some kind of, uh, like a restaurant or something? <laughs> Steve's character, uh, Gargolin, and myself fought off some whites in a bar. Then we're uh, confronted by uh, uh, Asher's character, who is a hound, who kind of throws dead bodies in, in the city. We talked to the bartender, and they said they bumped this wine from the caravan that was new in town, and that wine is where these uh, spectral whites were coming from. And it turned out that some cursed wine had come in on the latest caravan, and we asked the uh, barkeep where he'd gotten that wine. He said, oh, the caravan down by the uh, Magi uh, Gardens or something like that. Guild of the Magi. Ah, okay, and that's where Maddie and Vanessa's characters were. What were they up to, Maddie and Vanessa? So we were attending a party at the Guild of the Magi for some of the caravans that have recently come into our city, and we were talking to a priest, and we were trying to steal a super cool fucking sword (laughs) from this bitchy lady who is is now dead. Uh, So very dead. So very, very dead. As are many other people. Because a giant spectral badger showed up. It was not a spectral badger. <laughs> it definitely a, was a spectral a, badger. A giant white, a giant spectral white. Of a badger. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh. It was like an well, undead. That's how I remember it. Giant. And showed up and started wreaking havoc. And then uh, a statue crumbled. And then a human thing came out of it. And then started fighting the giant spectral badger. That's what my notes say, so I'm just going to go with it. An even bigger thing, wasn't it? That came out of the statue. Nothing like... came out of the statue and then grew big. Yeah, it was human-sized yeah. when it came out. Oh, okay. All right. And then, yeah, but it was really big. And then they started fighting, and they tumbled, and they tumbled out of the walls. And then a woman in gray robes with dreadlocks who is humanoid-shaped on a bristleless broomstick hovered in the air and then went away. And then I went to try and find my dagger, my super cool sword, and Samriel, the woman who had it, uh, was shot with arrows, which we didn't see anyone shooting arrows. But we did see an archer. Did you describe the eyes of the archer, Anton? Yes. Yeah, amber-eyed archer. Drop down from the top of the wall on the opposite side of where you guys are. So you guys are in the internal side of this gardened area. He dropped over the other side of the wall, so there's a big-ass wall between. Not the wall that the hole is in, that the human-sized being who pulled himself out of the, well, who was pulled out of the statue by unseen forces, and then got into a fight with the giant, spectral giant. So yeah, that catches us up to where we are. So we're gonna jump right into the middle of the story. The massive being wielding the uh, that edged chunk of obsidian is just relentlessly hacking into this spectral titan with a with a fury that borders on the profane and just blow after blow is striking into this apparition. And while the this ghastly cloud giant attempts to fight back against this strange bone-clad thing that's just pulled itself out of this ancient statue, uh, it the this this cloud giant specter seems to do little more than irritate this human that's increased to giant size, uh, you know, who's clad in bone and is wearing like a like a sort of um, skirted sarong, and he's just a lot of bare muscle, a lot of scar tissue, a lot of bonery draping off of him. Large owlbear skull as a helmet um, that you know kind of covers his massive shoulders. Looks like if somebody took Maui from Moana and mashed him up with uh, you know just like an, an undead 
necromancer's armor. It's kind of a combination of both of those things. Boom, boom, like it, the, the blows are resonating across the city. This obsidian-wielding warrior is just delivers this overhead strike and it cleaves this spectral cloud giant in two. And its body just kind of starts sliding apart, you know, bifurcated by the blade. And it begins to vaporize into this cloud of ectoplasm. Just kind of dissipates into the dawn sky. You know, dawn light. Dawn isn't here yet. It's probably about an hour away. But that that warming light uh, is coming over the wall. And the ectoplasm is kind of hitting it and vaporizing above the city. Because this is these are massive beings at this point, you know, fighting with each other. Uh, you know, you can see them over buildings as they've kind of moved into the city and are fighting. Um, and then, you know, as this 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 uh, spectral cloud giant starts to evaporate, this lone being starts to begin to shrink from its huge size, and soon you can no longer see it behind the buildings. And within moments, the sound of the city's alarm bells, you can hear them chiming, you weren't able to hear them over the impacts of the blows. Uh, as members of the Guild of Wardens and the Guild of Blades start rushing through the street, um, you know, uh, towards the directions of this quickly uh, shrinking combatant. Um, so that's kind of the, the environment that everybody's in right now. And uh, so jumping to Maddie and Vanessa, Vanessa, the, the, the blade, uh, this blade that you sought, is sitting on the ground in front of you. And even though, uh, you know, it slid through grass and dirt, its silver-like uh, surface just seems to be unmarred. It's the size of a short sword. The blade seems to be constructed of a single piece of silver colored metal. It's, it's smooth on the handle and then edged on the blade. All told, it is breathtaking craftsmanship. Um, but one solid piece, not, you know, you know, traditionally the, there's a blade that's attached to it, like a handle and has the hilt and everything. This is all one piece of silver colored metal not silver but one piece of silver colored metal beyond the blade three dead bodies lay in the wet grass uh, samariel she has the shaft and arrow jutting from her now exposed rib cage um the shaft of the arrow is ebon in color and it seems to have been launched with enough force to actually blow through her body uh exposing a good deal of her chest cavity to the open air you can actually see a bit of her heart on the shaft of the arrow. It is as if something hit her with this this arrow, com, you know, compacted with her body. It was such force that it actually blew off skin and muscle tissue. It's pretty pretty in fact impactful blow. Uh, two bodies you can see near her are the bodies of her her hired guards. One's face is indistinguishable. It's just a mess. Um, the arrow blow seems to have removed about 75% of the skull and surrounding tissue. Uh, the other is missing a large portion of his neck and spine. It looks like the impact was probably right at the base of where the neck meets the shoulder blades. You know, it looks like if you want to throw me a perception check, I can probably give you an idea of like the a little bit more about the, the CSI crime scene. So we've got a Point, yeah, so you can tell with a thirty. With Damn. a thirty, you can tell with a thirty, and with uh, the twenty-eight from Emmerich, um, you can tell that the uh, it was hired, fired from a high vantage point. You have never seen uh, an arrow that small do this much damage. There had to have been more going Does on. It, 
this. Yeah, does it seem like maybe it was like an explosive impact or just that the arrow... The force itself, it looks like the force itself impacted with the body and knocked, was able to blow that much out. Little chilling. I'm gonna like uh, look around and make sure the archer is gone. <laughs> so you Yeah, I got my shield up. <laughs> you, uh, you don't see anything. Maddie, I'm gonna send you a whisper. <laughs> yeah, you look around, Vanessa, don't see anything. Um, and then of, because Samriel had four guards and two of them are dead by her. Do I see her other two guards anywhere else in the vicinity? You saw them get eaten by the oh. giant. Like the, the first thing that the, the cloud giant did when it came out, when it like erupted from that pile, is it grabbed one of them and bit him in half and then the other one it stomped on and killed. So He just woke up. He was snacky. Okay. Yeah, he was, he was very hungry. <laughs> Uh, uh, do you want me to whisper back to you, or can I just ask questions? You're going to ask questions. Okay. Uh, where? Uh, it's over by one of the walls. It just seems to be hanging out there. It's not like hiding or anything. It just seems to be chilling there. Okay. Humanoid? Okay. Yeah, humanoid. Okay, Vanessa, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I am going to go against everything I've learned about games that you <laughs> run. And I want to touch the sword. Okay, so as you as you reach out, uh, your prize almost in your hands, you hear, Ah, uh, you sure you want to do that? It's a voice coming from your left. I turn. Who do I see? Nothing. There's nothing there. From your right, you hear, I'm just saying, that's a hell of a responsibility. It. I mean, it sounds like something is in the space around you. Like, it's not... I start like whipping around trying to figure out where it's at. I'm like, where are you? Who are you? Uh, uh, there's just. Uh... She's looking around, and the what you saw, Matt, is kind of mm -hmm. bobbing around her. It's just kind of walking around in a. It does it not moving fast. It's just kind of walking. Okay. Do I hear it talking? No, you don't hear anything. Okay. I'm just watching it, but making sure that like my head is following it. Okay. So I you want to make it very obvious that I am seeing this thing. Okay, I'm, I'm sure Grass can pick up on that. What do you want with this sword? This is my sword. I have I, fought for this sword. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know if you're dedicated enough to the cause to take it up. I mean, this the voice is like, now it sounds like it's probably about 10 feet in front of you. And you can see that your, uh, Emmy, your handmaid, is staring, handmaid. is staring at where the voice should be coming from intently. Emmy, do you hear that? He can't hear me. I, I can hear you, hear and he cannot. Anything. That is correct. Emmy, be quiet. He cannot hear you, but he, he can. can see you. Uh, what? He can see you. The bobbing shapes that you see, Matt, of this kind of crimson and gold, um, if incorporeal shapes can take us like two steps to the left, it takes two steps to the left. And my head will follow it. That's just you so. What is he? What are you? What do you want with my sword? Oh no, my my I I don't want that. I want nothing to do. I don't want it. I'm just saying you have a fairly easy life. Why would you want to chain yourself to the so-called king of thieves? I'm just saying. Why would you want to do that? If that is in fact what that is laying on the ground in front of you, is that I mean, you seem to have a comfortable life, little cat. Do you want... Do you oh, want Ella, Ella looks pissed. She does not like it when people make assumptions about her. <laughs> okay. She's going to, like, cross her arms in front of her and be like, Who are you? 
I am no one of consequence. Then why should I listen to you? Uh, do you make it a point of ignoring ethereal voices in the middle of the night? As a general practice, no. The voices in my head are normally pretty kind. You, not so much. No, no, I'm definitely not a voice in your head. It's, um, Maddie, it's, it's like moved over to like it's right in your face. Okay, I'm still looking at it, but I'm kind of keeping my shield at the ready. Uh-huh. I don't know what this thing is. She has not given me any indication. Mm-mm. As much as I hate to cut a pleasantry short, we really should get back to the church. Maddie, your head pops a little bit as it flicks you in your false eye. Curses damned! What is this? Quo, where did you get that? Where did it get this? Okay, I'm going to see that Emmy is like like reacting to something. I'm going right. to throw a dagger at the space in front of him. Okay. Roll to hit. 26? Yeah. Ooh, six damage. I can do five damage, oh, guys. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you watch as the, uh, the blade stops. What am I supposed to do with this? Like, it's just bobbing in the air. Do you want this? I'm gonna, like, reach out to, like, poke right above where the where the dagger, where the blade is. So where the where the empty hole in the yep, middle. Yep, yep, I'm poking. Yep, it, I'm poking nothing, that, in, nothing in the air. Right, it hangs that on your finger. And just, you could hear that the voice is farther away now. I'm just saying, that's a decision you want to make. That's a decision you could make. Weigh your decisions, kiddo. Weigh your decisions. You seem like you have a good head on your shoulders. I don't necessarily know if you want to change yourself, chain yourself to the Lord of Thieves. But if you do... You seem fairly talented. Yeah, it's your thing. Just, a, just call it a uh, a friendly warning, professional courtesy, if you will. Fuck you, Anton! I was so excited about this sword, and now I'm so afraid of it. <laughs> what is what is Emric doing? Are you doing anything? Uh, well, I'm still kind of staring at this space, but at this point, he's starting to get, I think, visibly uh, upset. Right. Uh, <laughs> Whatever this thing is speaking, you have your blade. Let's get it and go. Where is he now? And Wait, I'll kind what? of point with my sword. Okay. He's uh he's moving over towards the like the doorway to lead out into the city proper. I'm gonna like look directly at where Emmerich was pointing to like try and make eye contact with a thing I can't see. <laughs> right. And without looking down, I'm gonna grab the fucking sword. Okay. It looks over. Uh, oh god. <laughs> it looks over his shoulder and goes, ha! "All right, little cat, you made your choice. Don't say I didn't try to warn you." I am not lethal. I'm also gonna pat down Samriel and see if she has any money or anything else cool on her. Yeah, she does. Um, She's she does. a fancy lady and She's I want all lady. of it. So Maddie, you watch yeah. it leave. I'm gonna give you what she has on her in a second. Okay. Uh, you watch it leave and then you kind of turn back to see what the hell uh, Graz is doing, like patting down this corpse of a really bloodied uh, madam. And then something catches like motion, catches the... Uh, out of the corner of your eye and you turn back and you see it's like hauling ass back into the garden like moving this, quickly towards you guys this thing is the bobbling ectoplasm or the bobbling iridescent shape okay I have my shield up and I step between Graziella and whatever this is okay um, I'm gonna jump to the other party members oh god damn it <laughs> Steve and Jim 
Yes. Hi. You guys are uh, you guys are watching as armed guards from both the Guild of Wardens and the Guild of Blades are moving through the street. There seems to be like some argument and tension between them. You know, city politics wise, like the the Guild of Wardens were really important, influential guild, if not the most important influential guild in the city, while the domes were up because they were the ones that maintained the casters and protectors on the walls. They kept the domes over the city. Since the domes have been down, they've lost a lot of face because, you know, it, it would be as if, uh, you know, uh, in an era of email, the written word loses a lot of its importance. But this happens in a matter of, like, days as opposed to over the development of technology. The, uh, the Guild of Blades is your guild that has your city militia, their, you know, your hired guards, your footmen uh, who protect different land holdings. They're the people that hire out for uh, any large events. So they're kind of more of the, the militaria of the city. Um, and with the Guild of Wardens not having to ward the city anymore, they've, there's kind of a rivalry that started. Um, you know, uh, so you can, you can hear like, Dome is down, go home! City's no longer yours to protect, you're outdated! Like, you know, things being screamed. Um, and you know that it's kind of a turbulent time in real right now with all of this crap going on. Bloody Romans. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so you guys are kind of standing in the streets, and I want you both to throw a perception check for me. Now, if I remember correctly, we were on our way to warn them about the haunted wine, correct? Yep. You guys are right outside the gate. 26. Steve, what do you got, bro? Oh, Steve, Steve's got a 26. Jim, rolled a 1. Don't I, have ne I have negative 1 on perception, so I actually oh, rolled okay. a 2. So, Garglin, you see the city's kind of full of all of these... Uh, all these people uh, running, these guards make, everybody's making their way towards where the kind of giant battle had taken place. And it's a big thing. It's, it's kind of like a, a half-sized version of King Kong and Godzilla going out in the middle of this walled city. Nobody's seen anything like that. And you see these figures in dark armor with hoods up moving in mass towards various entry points of this estate that you know to be the staging ground of the Guild of Magi. You, you can see them. Steve, are you muted, bruh? No, I was thinking. Okay. And okay. then I forgot that everybody can't hear me think. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps we should go and warn them about this wine. Hmm. Okay, wait. My brain just reset. Okay, yeah. I still have the wine in my, my backpack, so we can... Yeah, let's go do that. Okay, so the entry point that you guys start walking in towards is the entry point that you see these figures moving into. I'm, I'm sorry, these, these figures, they're just the townsfolk? No, these figures are not like, they're cloaked, they're wearing leather armor, they have hoods up, they look like uh, your typical nefarious type. Oh. Definitely not, yeah, definitely not the, because all the townsfolk and the guards and the guilds are all moving towards where the battle took place, and these figures are kind of skulking out of the shadows and making their way to various points inside of this uh Inside this this place you were going, but uh, they're the trying to block our entry into the proving grounds or whatever. No, they're going in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're. Can, they're I, making, uh, can I roll perception or something to see if there's anything on them, like a symbol or anything that I might recognize? Uh, they seem to have no distinguishable marks. Hmm. In fact, the the idea of being nondescript comes to mind when looking at these people. And I don't <laughs> notice them at all. <laughs> you, don't you, know, you don't notice anything. I'll kind of nudge uh, Plyrian with my elbow and say, uh, 
Hmm? Here, look at this. Okay. What am I looking at? You can oh. see them now that he's pointing them out. <laughs> now oh, that he's yes. pointing them out, you see I, them I point with like I'll point with my thumb without trying to be noticeable. Hmm. Those look like some nefarious characters. I say this out loud, of course, because my guy's not very bright or oh, okay or subtle in any way. Nefarious and nondescript. For, for the listeners at home, my character is kind of a cross between Jack Burton from Big Trouble in Little China and The Tick. You guys are in here, and all these little dots are these guys. Yeah, they're inside, but there's because you said these seem like nefarious types. They are now uh, very much they've heard you, ah. and they will be engaging you in some combat. But I didn't say a thing. <laughs> yeah, he didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen this guy before in my life. That would that would be initiative, friends. Sorry, I'm not very bright. <laughs> it's kind of my kind of my thing. My detect evil is that a quick action? There are like 20 of these guys. Uh, should be, yeah. 21, yeah, there should be 20. I was like, there should be 21. <laughs> so let's do some rolling to hit. So the, you know, uh, Jim says, or, uh, so Pilorin says, uh, those look like nefarious types. And these guys, you know, six of them break off from the group and uh, turn and kind of look at you and immediately just circle up. Like, they move pretty quick. Um... And they are going to... Three are going to come up here. And three are going to... So all I, I said they look nefarious and they're already pulling blades on us and everything? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went right to blades? Okay. They went right to blades. Like, mm. right to blades. I do have a high diplomacy level, so I'm be talking around it. This is definitely not a group of people who wants to uh, be diplomatic in any way, shape, or form. Okay. Yeah. Now that they're up close, can we can we see them more? Yes. Okay. So they're all wearing <laughs> black leather armor. They have this black chain that doesn't make any noise. That's draped over their armor. They have their hoods up. These black cloaks that looks like the cloaks are made of like a heavy linen. On their faces are nondescript masks. There's no nose, no mouth. Just a smooth kind of half uh, like, a, like a sphere shape you know it's just a very like a blank mask except for eye slits uh, they all have eye slits the masks are cast in a kind of dark crimson color and the eye slits are black they all seem to have a crossbow of some sort on them that you can gather they're moving kind of through the night so you can't tell if all of them have a crossbow but a lot of them have crossbows the ones that are making their ways towards you have these really wicked looking kopesh knives they're these short knives that are kind of curved at the end very these, very thick oh. blades do these What's look that? like uniforms or uh I not, mean, are, they, are they all uniform i mean do they look this, like they're all cut from the same cloth or do they all look like close to you know what i mean close to it, it all looks similar but it all looks like it's made of the same material these individuals don't all look like to be the same size or maybe race even but the masks are all uniform all the masks are exactly the same but the, the, the kind of the adornments, the trappings are a little different on all of them. So it's not like they were issued by some sort of like mass produced okay. uh, Smith house or something. It's not uh, like soldiers, maybe more like a thieves guild or something. Something, definitely something. There's something. Yeah. So I'm going to take some, I'm going to start, I'm going to start rolling to hit. Allow me to apologize before we start guys. Sorry. What? <laughs> Just want to apologize to the party. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so we're going to, uh, so this see, let's see, the blue one is 
Gargling. So the first one is going to go on Gargling. Roll to hit. Does a 17 hit you? Well, my AC is 17. So yeah, it'll hit you right on the nose. Dang it. Okay, so 17 hits. Uh, it's second strike. 22 will hit. Second one's... Uh, so, so let's do damage for that real quick. So take 18 and make two constitution saves for me. Okay, you failed the first one. You made the second one. One out of two ain't bad. Yeah, so uh, your right arm, where the this this blade cuts into you, and you feel kind of a, a hot sting of a you know the blade cutting into your flesh, and then your whole arm feels numb. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, you you can't move it. Um, you can only take a partial action, and your strength is currently at half. <laughs> the second one is hitting you. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was yeah, that was the first guy. Just came in, came in swinging. Another ten damage. Thirty-four. Need another Constitution save, please. Oh, nice. You feel like it, the the poison was going to creep into you, but it just your body uh, resisted it. Third one coming in with, uh, with big swings. Twenty-five will definitely. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, yeah, it's a verified crit. Nine, five, so fourteen points of damage. And make a con check for me, please. Man, you're so hardy. You're able to just push that poison out. These three are coming for you, Jim. Okay. First one, swing in, 20 hit. Yeah. So take eight points, make a fortitude save for me. Oh, nice. You guys are hardy. Love it. All right, second of the combatants is swinging on you. First swing, 18 hit. Nope. Okay. 13 nope. will not hit either. Third combatant, 10, 15. Nope. They don't hit. That's you guys. 15 will not hit. 18 will, though. Great. Eight points. Which one you want to hit? First one? Okay, no, that's fine. <laughs> I, just, I have them. I'll track them that way. That's totally cool. Also, detecting evil because it's fast action? Yes. Oh, they are evil? Very much so. Oh, well, hold on. My smite evil comes into play then. Okay. They are indeed evil. They are evil people. Okay, I uh, add uh, Palvin level to all damage rolls made against the target of my smite. Okay. So that'll be a 16, or um, 15 damage. 15 damage? Yeah. Gotcha. He takes it. It looks like uh, it hit him. Definitely impacted him. Wasn't a wasn't a paltry blow, but he looks like he's got hit points to spare as well. Um, I also get a deflection bonus equal to my charisma fodder modifier, which is being one. So. Okay, so they've got to hit. This is uh, basically... You add plus one to your AC against. Oh right. no, that's only range, right? Isn't deflection only range? Deflection bonus uh, doesn't say. Oh. Does against attacks made by the target of the smite. So. Okay, so yeah, then yeah, that's all its attacks. Okay, okay. Good. Right. Steve, what are you doing, bro? I'm going to cast cacophonous call, a blaring cacophony of discordant sound, making it hard for the target to act and concentrate. The creature gains the nauseated condition for duration spell if it fails its will save. Let's roll my will save. 18. Crap. Yeah, it was a good roll. That's the only reason. Uh, it was a good roll. Say, so, yeah, it looks like you look like you, you you fill its brain with a sound, this noise, and then it looks like uh, for a second behind its featureless mask, you see its eyes kind of widen, and then they narrow again. And they're going to go in for some more hits against you guys. Uh, so, first swing. 16 hits you, Steve? Nope. Does a eight's not gonna hit you. Alright. Nope. Second guy's up. Nine. Nope. Ten. Nope. Third guy. Twenty-three. That'll do it. That's a yes. Ten no. So 
eight points of damage, and let me get that con save. Does that work? No, sir. I am sorry. He, he cuts you, he nicks you in the neck. That hurts pretty bad, it stings. I use that neck. It's a pretty, pretty sizable gash. Um, and you feel that coldness spread kind of into the side of your face and up into your mind, and your vision kind of tunnels for a second, and you lose consciousness. I'm just going to lay here now. We'll be fine. <laughs> Jim? Yeah. I'm coming for you. Okay. <laughs> Bring it. 15? Nope. 12? Nope. Keep crying. 26? Okay, that one does. <laughs> 11? Nope. All right. 15? Nope. 26? Two twenty-six is hit. All right. So let's roll this, uh, this damage. First first damage, six. Okay. Second damage, nine. Two, uh, two fortitude saves. Two fortitude saves, sir. Oh, <laughs> sir. So they get two good jabs in you, and the first one cuts into your side, and you feel your kind of rib cage and your hip go a little bit numb, but you're still managing to stand there. Fortitude-wise, you're just you're pushing. Your, uh, your left side goes a little numb, but then the other one catches you in the upper shoulder on the right side, and it just kind of fills your body. And then you, you're really fighting, but you're really trying to stay conscious, and your body hits the ground. You're, you're aware, but you're not able to move. Oh. Okay. And that's, it's about, you can feel the poison kind of moving through your body. That's you definitely bad. know it's poison. And you hear one of them say, oh, well, I guess we'll take these two. And then you black out. Okay, so I can't move at all. All right. right. I was gonna lay hands on the dwarf next round, but oh, that would have been good. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're just you, you kind of passing it unconsciousness, but you got an extra round of consciousness to hear them talk, and then you <laughs> blacked out. Back inside, Maddie, throw me a perception check. Uh, Thirty-four. Okay, you hear a a chunk, like something's being loaded. So this will not be a sneak attack on you, so I will have to roll to hit you as opposed to get an automatic strike. That was what that perception check got you. So uh, crossbow bolt slams in the ground near your feet, and then three more rain down. 14 will not hit, 12 will not hit, 10 will not hit. Okay. Um, doo -doo -doo, into the dirt, three uh, crossbow bolt shafts, pepper the ground. You see these figures moving out of the shadows. They're hooded, their faces obscured by these featureless crimson masks, eye slits cut into them. They're dressed in dark armor and cloaks. They're carrying black bladed weapons. Vanessa, in your head, you hear this the voice go, shit, fine, you, you know what? You, you, uh, you enlist in fate, uh, fate is a twisted old fuck. Uh, take the blade, look at, uh, but let's see what, where the thief lord has in store for you. You know, you hear it kind of say that, and you feel the blade is in your hand. Remember, you picked it up. Mm -hmm. uh, you're holding it. You feel this creeping feeling. Move up your arm, into your shoulder, through your body. It's as if um, silk is being draped over your entire form. So it's not unpleasant. No, it, but it's as if an invisible silk is being draped over your entire body. And you hear this strange, like, skittering in your mind. And then the voice says, Ah, oh, I was wondering where she had been hiding. I mean, it could have been worse. She could have gotten stuck with Hagrid, the Lord of Change. That guy. Yikes. Uh, yeah. I'm just staring at the sword. 
Yeah, and it's just so it's in your hand. Um, all of the knowledge of the blade, it's on. It should be on your character sheet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All of the knowledge of the blade is unlocked in your mind. Ooh, I am yes. excited. So you know how to use it. Well, you know how to use it at this level. Uh, it's a, it's a levelable item. It will level with you if you keep it. And all of these assassins are now pouring out of everywhere. I'm gonna like look over at them and like grip the blade and smile. And then I, <laughs> yeah, walk up to one and try and stab it. Okay, so your action is going to be to move. So Maddie, um, first couple of swings. 12 hits you. It does not. 26 hit you. It does. Rolling a D8. 12 points of damage, make 42 save. Uh, Your handmaiden sucks! He can't even dodge the blade! Why did you hire this guy? He cannot read, he cannot add. He can't I, read? What the I should not hire him. He just comes. He follows me around because I am pretty. The, um... <laughs> you hear the voice go, eh, eh. Um, Fuck you, voice! <laughs> It was more of a, I'm not going to argue with that sound. <laughs> uh, but yes, you can tell, tell the voice to fuck itself. I do. I do tell it to fuck. <laughs> um, 15 will save uh, for, against the poison. Sweet. All right. But it, I mean, I'm, I've still got Yeah, there's still a bunch of dudes. Yeah, I got a swarm of dudes coming coming for you. That's a terrible spell, swarm of dudes. Swarm of dudes. <laughs> <laughs> they're all, they've all got natty lights and they're just going, bro, 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 bro. Oh, God, dude. Uh, 16 hit. No. Eight hit. Of course no. not. Sixteen doesn't hit. Twelve doesn't hit. And no. Eighteen doesn't hit. Okay, so eighteen just hits. Oh, eighteen hits? Eighteen cool. just hits. Yay. Five points of damage. Make four two save. You'll make that save. Alright. Um they're coming for grass too. Does a eighteen hit her? It does. Then a twenty-four will definitely hit her. Yeah, that's gonna hit as well. Okay. Uh, first swing of damage, seven. Second swing of damage, six. So, um, take 13 and make me two fortitude rolls. That's gonna go well. You made the first one. Oh, you yay. failed the second. 16 is good. 16 is great. Second Let me one, marvel in that for a minute. Dude. Oh, yeah. you did. <laughs> the first blade cuts into you, but you, you your fur just kind of wicks away the poison. And you glare at it. The second blade that cuts into you, though comes right across your kind of upper chest and cutting into some exposed skin and you feel it's warm for a second and you know poisons well enough to know that this is creeper poison and it's moved into your bloodstream and your left arm goes numb. Do I know of any way to get rid of creeper poison? Pretty much uh, takes about 12 hours of rest. Uh, oh, cool. I'll just do that then. I'll take an hour. Yeah, just, uh, <laughs> everybody, can we just tee for time out? Let's yeah. Stop attacking us. How about we rest? You need a minute. <laughs> so that that was just the first one, because because there's more attacking here. Yeah, I know. Eight and no. twelve. No, yeah. So the second guy comes in. Here, <laughs> um, you. That's you two. What are you doing? Uh, that would be Graz's first. So Vanessa. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm really excited about my new sword. <laughs> As um. you- so it is just to recap what we talked about. It is an action to put poison on a weapon. Yes. Okay. 
that I'm not going to do that now. I'm going to use my action to slice the shit out of that guy standing right in front of me. <laughs> All right. Or to attempt to slice the shit out of the Roll guy standing right in front of me. Roll to hit. With my fancy new sword. Oh. Fuck you, sword. <laughs> <laughs> the fancy new sword um, does, does not hit. It does I not am, hit the guy in front of you. I am mad with my new sword. Uh, okay. So, still it's a good sword. Maddie, that's you. Kronos, please send down your armaments to protect me. Cast Hedging Weapons. Okay. Uh, two Ethereal Greatswords appear at my side. Holy shit. A plus two to AC. The voice goes, attack. holy shit. <laughs> and then... <laughs> my handmaiden has handmaidens. <laughs> Clearly. Vile, cowardly curs. It your can't. masks and your cloaks will not protect you when God's light shines down and makes you all burn. Wow, this guy's dialogue is like mine. Hey, he's really <laughs> verbose uh, for someone they can't read. I kind of like him. So that is Blistering Invictive, which is, if this works, one of my new favorite spells. Okay. You so un- first... You unleash an insulting tirade, so it's <laughs> But any enemies who hear it are physically scorched by your fury. Okay. So, so 30 feet? Think, yeah. Oh, that's a lot of them. This one is the only one you get from over here. Okay. Because that's just at the edge of your circle range. Okay. So, yeah. You don't even get this guy. So it's these five, six, these six, and this okay. one. All right. And if I understand this correctly... I'm making an intimidate check. Yep. They need to beat with a will save. Okay. Oh, damn. I'll roll for each of them. Oh, God. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> what's my so DC? They have, they have uh, to beat a 27? Yeah. 15 fails, 24 ma- fails, 23 fails, 11 fails... 11 fails, 14 fails, 7 fails. All right. So all of those dudes are now shaken. Oh, they're just shaken. They're not they're fleeing. They're just shaken. No, no, oh, no. I got to no. roll for one more. 20 fails. Okay. Uh, so they have a negative 2 to... Let me mark these guys. Hold on. Keep talking. A negative 2 to... I just had it. I was ready. Damn it. Attack rolls... Saving throws, skill checks, and ability checks. Okay. Uh, and they are all taking 10 points of fire damage. Jesus. Okay. That's a good spell. It's not done yet. Okay. Uh, now I need them all to make reflex saves. Okay. That I feel much more confident about. <laughs> it, it is going to be low. Okay. Uh, reflex save. Uh, you're trying to make a 14. So two of them fail. Those two dudes are now on fire. Cool. That works. Yep. And that is my action. All right. That was a baller action, dude. That was a really good action. <laughs> but... And I marked that off of my... That came from my emerald. Okay. Three. But now you're my huckleberry. That's why I put the swords out. Run the hell away. Because I'm on fire. I'm going to run the hell away because I'm on fire. So first, they're going to attack her. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. Does an 8 hit you? No. Does a 19 hit you? 
It does. Oh no. Guys, I'm soft and squishy. As a five. Okay. And a fortitude save. It's gonna be really interesting. Ten. Uh, okay. You, she uh, said hopefully. It didn't make <laughs> it. Ten does not make it. Bill. So I go, um, I go sleepies. Yeah, you, you the second <laughs> the second blade cuts into you, you feel it fill your body and you watch her fall. So Emmerich. Uh, As I fall down, I say, stupid fucking sword. (laughs) So, (laughs) I warned you. Fuck you! Uh, (laughs) I think you're her last words as she falls asleep. (laughs) I'm just Uh, yelling at an invisible creature. Yeah. Now I'm coming for you. I mean, like, it's just gonna get some crossbow action going on here. 20 or 13. The 20 does hit. Does hit. It's a natural 20. Awesome. So that'll be double. One of these is double damage. Yay. 24. Yes. 22. Yeah. 28. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, so five hits. Yeah, but it's not as much damage. That's the part that sucks. 36. 36? Yep. Ouch. And make five fortitude saves. On the bright side, it takes him around and to reload. <laughs> Fail. You want to just go ahead and make all five of them? Yeah. Okay, you're you're out. You took. Okay. You failed too. Yeah. So like you just. <laughs> <laughs> these crossbow bolts just peg into you. Um, probably did a hell of a lot of damage too. It hurt like a motherfucker. Oh yeah. Uh, one and more round, I probably would have been dead. You were out like a light. Uh, the crazy thing is these guys don't have a lot of hit points. It's just that poison mod that gets here. Um, so yeah, you drop. Uh, you're out. And we are changing maps. So that was a crowd of queens, everybody. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> and you're all dead now. <laughs> so I took the sword and then we all died. And the voice goes, I won't campaign ever. Shouldn't touch it. I should have learned not to touch it. Yeah, do not touch. But it's so shiny. Tanika, Tanika does a cameo appearance. I told you not to touch. <laughs> I told you not to touch the sword. <laughs> All right, I did my sweet ass spell. So that was a cool spell, man. Thought I was going to be holding on to that for like eighteen episodes. <laughs> uh, no, this one jumps. I told you guys this one was going to jump off to a bank just like right away. Inside Grizz's head, um, she hears skittering kind of sound. Uh, and she looks around and there's all these like she's in this landscape where there's like all these rocks and they're jagged and the sky is black not like black like nighttime black black like sackcloth black and there's silk draped over a lot of these stones and in the distance uh, she hears what sounds like stilettoed heels making their way towards her how they echo and it gets closer, and it gets closer. And out in the darkness, there's eight orbs of light, kind of moving in time with each other, closer and closer to where she is. She's just kind of floating. And then all of a sudden, you hear that voice, and it goes, Hey! Hey, little cat! Hey! Wake the fuck up! Where am I? Your eyes start to kind of come into focus, and he goes, shh, get the fuck up. Some crazy cult has you and your goofy friend locked up with some schmucks. 
and your eyes start to uh, to focus, and you find yourself in this dirty, dark, makeshift jail cell. Looks like it's a like it's a ratty root cellar that's been modified into like a holding cell, right? Um, there's towards the back of the room, and it's a it's a fairly small room. Um, towards the back of the room, there's uh, stairs, wooden staircase that's descending down from some area above, and there are two of those black hooded figures with crimson masks leaning against the wall um not casually just more leaning because they've probably been standing there for a while and to the left you can see there's kind of a tunnel that's been dug into the wall of the root cellar and torches have been sconced on the walls uh and you're kind of in this room and you look around and you you see emmerich's there um you also see uh, Jim's character. You want to describe your character real quick, Jim? Incredibly handsome man with striking features and a chiseled jaw, drooling uncontrollably as he sleeps. <laughs> a very loudly kind of sawing wood. Yeah. Um, Steve, you want to describe your character for the listeners? Sure. Uh, Gargolin is a dwarf. He is about as wide as he is tall. Bright red beard with a white stripe in it. Uh, sort of this... Uh, big thick mining looking helmet with a candle on the top of it massive fur collar on his leather jacket um, he may or may not have weapons I'm not sure because I just woke up uh, yeah you guys are actually not armed um, except for Ephraim's razor the sword uh, you are still carrying that you managed to take my magical moon daggers away from me? They're inside your armor. What I mean yeah. is the party doesn't have their like normal weapons. If you guys had anything hidden in pockets, they didn't do a really good job of searching you that well. They just took off anything you were carrying that was kind of big and bulky. So my armor is still there, my God. Yeah, they left your armor, all your clothes and stuff are still there. Any components that you would have in like pockets, they legitimately just took any big weapons that they saw. But they didn't take Ephraim's razor. They did not. They did not take Ephraim's razor, which is a very noticeable weapon. And it's not a sheath or anything on your belt. It's just laying in there with you. Um, And you're kind of coming to and and seeing these people. The rest of the party is Look, man, like, my pachow was in another room. You got needs, man. When you got oh. needs, that's a responsibility, man. You know what I mean? You got to go get your Tide Pods. I had to. I was looking around. <laughs> I was like looking over here and I was looking over there and I'm like, where the fuck is my candy? <laughs> like this, really, this is the only time, like maybe once in, during the week, I'll have like a piece in my lunch. But, like, for the most part, this is the only time I eat it. But I was like, where the hell is my candy at? 
Oh, it's very important to get that candy. It is. Y'all wouldn't want to deal with me without my candy. No, I feel you. <laughs> Daddy needs his candy. <laughs>